this is the player I'm going to get mad at you guys about, just so, you know, steal yourself. Failure. You take it very personally. You shame me, guys. You shame me. Oh. Tell me why I'm wrong. So I'm just going with my heart over my head, because my head is stupid anyway. Prepare for total domination. Oh, that's just dumb, though. I've never been proven more wrong in my life so quickly and so dramatically. Recording August 22nd, 2022. You're listening to this on August 24th, 2022. At which point, there will be games. I don't know if they'll be there by the time you're listening to this or not, but there will be games on Wednesday. The deciding games. Both games are on Wednesday, right? Deciding games? No, one's on Tuesday. Oh, one's on Tuesday. So yes, one. Guys on Tuesday. Sky and, all right, Sky and Liberty on Tuesday, Connecticut and Dallas on Wednesday. So one will be decided, and one will have yet to be decided, probably, when you're listening to this. It is the sixth podcast of the year, playoff edition, featuring a very, very happy Snap Wilson, perhaps slightly nervous, Robococo, and a completely indifferent MJ Tolliver. Yeah, brother. (laughs) Yeah, brother. Hey, MJ's uh, ex did amazing yesterday, so. Yeah, I know, but do you really want to see your ex succeed? <laughs> oh, yes. yes. Okay, if I'm trying, if I'm trying to get positivity. Back, that's being a man, MJ. Back. That's being a man. Support your exes. Thank you very much. All right, yeah, playoffs so far. Okay, so when we're recording this, two, two series have been resolved, Las Vegas and Phoenix. That was just a genuine shellacking. And then closer, much closer series in in seattle and washington i can remember teams thank you very much and then of course two are yet to be decided splitting the games the liberty and the chicago sky and connecticut sun and the dallas wings this is our first segment emptying the bench wait no our first segment week sauce i i know things i know i know how our show works i promise we'll talk about each of the series so far and uh, hopefully, you know, maybe a brief peek as to what's coming up next, since I think by the time we record, we'll be fully involved in the second round. So we won't have as time, much time to talk about it because it'll have already been happening. First, and probably the one to say the least about, was the Las Vegas Aces versus the Phoenix Mercury. I was there, both games. They stayed close. Both games were kind of closer early on than I would like, but it is what it is. Especially that first game, it, it like stayed pretty close through three quarters. And part of me was thinking, man, what if Skyler had showed up? It was like a stealable game, I think, just the way things were going. Brianna did a really, Brianna Turner, uh, got to keep, you know, let us know what Brianna's were talking about. Did a great job on Asia Wilson and uh, 13 points on terrible shooting, I think, for her. Both her and Kia Stokes had like very similar counting numbers in points and rebounds. And yeah, she did a great job on Asia for whatever reason. Whenever Asia gets stifled like that, they, they they like to keep going to her, even though it's just like, you've got so many other scoring options. Just go to somebody else and we'll figure it out later. It's fine. It's okay. Eventually they did that. And the, the Aces pulled ahead in the fourth, won the game. Uh, unfortunately, Shea Petty got injured. I didn't, I missed it entirely when it happened. I didn't even see it, even though I was in the building. Somehow I missed it entirely. And then she, unfortunately, I believe, tore her ACL, which really sucks. Shea Petty is great, and I hope the speedy recovery for her. And then game two, where the 
bases set every single three-point record, I think, in the history of WNBA three-point records. They scored, they shot 23. I believe the previous high was 18, which is crazy to, to beat it by that much. They had the most players shoot a th- hit a three-pointer, eight total, which is bonkers. They had the most players hit three, three three-pointers with five. Most three-pointers in a half. Most three-pointers in a quarter. The highest, tied for the highest scoring regulation game. The second highest win margin, which was curiously the other, the highest scoring was set in the same day with the Chicago over the Liberty. So we had the two highest records just everywhere, just completely getting absolutely bashed and battered. Chelsea Gray was seven or eight, seven from eight for three. She had just, she's just been amazing the last few games. I believe I posted, I posted some stats of her in August where she's averaging 21 points a game, which if you, if you know, WNBA individual scoring, that's like, that would be top three or so in the league. She is hitting 776 true shooting percentage, which is bonkers. She's hitting more than half of her threes, three to one assist to assist to turnover ratio with six assists, roughly six assists per game. Yeah, that's right. She's just, she's in the matrix right now. That's what it feels like. Like everything she does, it feels like it's just slow motion for her. And she is able to get and do exactly what she wants. It's, it's been crazy. I'm enjoying it. I hope it continues. Well, I posted this stat today. Yeah. Her true shooting percentage in the playoffs is 101.1%, which I don't know. I don't know how it's calculated. I don't know how that's possible, but there she is. Yep. <laughs> Hitting yep. more than 100% of her shots. Yeah. She is perfect on her free throws over this August stretch. That includes the playoffs too. So it's just, yeah, she's getting to the line. She's, she's hitting a lot of two point shots, just crazy two point shots. If you, if you watch Chelsea, she never takes an easy one. It seems but she is completely under control and they always have a good chance of going in the, the, the difficult guarded shot from two. And then, yeah, she's been bonker on her threes. This is what I've been like wanting her to do is shoot that three as, as often as she can, because she's really good at it. And when she doesn't do it and starts to like run in and take a long two, you're just like, ah, don't do that. Please stop. But she is doing, yeah, she's doing exactly what I want. She's just taken, for whatever reason, maybe she feels it's out of necessity. She's just started to take on more of the scoring load, and she has been freaking fantastic at it. I'm very, very happy. I feel bad for the Mercury, that with all of the injuries and desertions, the people who were left put up a hell of a fight. They played really good defense in the first game, and then with Petty out, they, they couldn't press, and that was, it just, that wound up being it. <laughs> they, they, they stayed with it. 30 34 to 30 was the first quarter score in game two in the first quarter that's which like that would be that would just from the mercury side that would uh, they would be on pace to have the highest scoring game in WNBA history and they were losing by four so think about that but yeah they, they were finding lanes because the the aces were refu- were constantly going over screens that they didn't need to do and diamond would just like run lane to the basket take the shot she had 15 points i think in the first half something like that. And then I think she had like two the rest of the way when the aces fixed what they were doing wrong. And then it just, from that point, it was just, just a route. I felt really bad for them, but kudos to the players that stuck it out all the way to the end, played hard. I felt really bad for diamond, especially at the end, after the game, she tweeted, it's time to, time to talk to my therapist or something like that. And she said it was also 
she didn't like having to constantly be told that she was she was being really strong like she did, like i get it right you don't want to have to be in that situation where you have to show fortitude all the time because that means you're in situations where you're constantly having to show fortitude really humanizing moment from her and i love the comment so that's basically yeah. my thoughts on it <laughs> that second game was really rough because once shay yeah. petty went down it's like there's there was just no way right there was just absolutely no way they just didn't they were on their like hardship contract jenny sims who really you know really impressed like i yes. feel like she can you know crack another roster next year but like if you have your hardship contract running the point in the playoffs it's not gonna work and then you run into a team that's shooting they ended up with 64 percent from three like you there's no you just can't beat a team that hits 23 threes and poor jenny and, and 69 and, and, points just from their three pointers alone like there's just yeah. no team would have beaten them there was no one that would have yeah. beaten them that night yeah. and the poor mercury like already depleted just and poor jenny sims watch. who's the next the person behind her on the bench is the one who get na gets named to the all rookie team <laughs> oh yeah the associated all rookie team that must have been a mistake i feel bad it was. for sam thomas because it's like did they ever did they say did they, they, say they never it corrected it no. they never corrected it and it, it's it's clearly a mistake they were drunk because <laughs> it's just like they just like picked a name because like well, I, I probably it's probably something season, like it was next like, to queen eggbo on the ballot or something like that and then it got miscalculated or something yeah yeah because she had she had like 10 points all year like mm -hmm. whatever <laughs> and, uh, yeah and it's funny like a bunch of arizona affiliate stations like ran with it like hey sam thomas was named to the all rookie team well it doesn't show up in the stats but yeah there's a reason it didn't show up in the stats number one she didn't play very much <laughs> That's why there's no stats to speak of. Meanwhile, her her teammate, the another rookie forward, is actually starting games at the end of the year. So no, Joni Sims was great. I really like her. I've liked her defensive hustle and you know just just like going after it all year long, not just in this playoff series. So I, d I definitely think somebody should give her a good hard look if if Phoenix doesn't next year. So yeah, MJ, what are your thoughts on this series? It, it was over from the start. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And, uh, prayers to Shay Petty. I just think everybody was down. So it was just a chance to try to showcase, you know, who could potentially be next up, depending on what happens with the roster in the offseason. Let them get like a little taste of the playoffs and just keep going. It was kind of boring, actually. Yeah, well, I enjoyed it. Yeah, the, I think a lot is stems from just uh, is Skylar going to be back or not? And, and uh, you know, if will Brittany be freed by then? Please, please, Lord. Hey, speaking of which. You yeah. heard the you heard the news? I'm sure. What's the news? Dennis Rodman's gonna try to go get her. He talking oh. about he's real cool with oh, he's him, really cool with Putin? Vladimir Putin. Yeah. Oh boy. I mean, he rubbed shoulders with Kim Jong Un, so I guess he probably I'm, is cool with Putin. That's not making me hold my breath. <laughs> they yeah, put her in jail for there. they put her in prison for a reason, and it had nothing to do with vape cartridges. So it's a, it's a political thing. I don't think Rodman's yeah. gonna be able to help there. Anyway, uh, moving on to the far more interesting completed series: Seattle at Washington. Seattle slept. Seattle Seattle swept the mystics two games to none both games were relatively close up until the end first game was a lot closer the essentially the story was the mystics number one vaunted defense just was not able to play like a number one defense and seattle figured it out pretty quickly and had their way with them the guards sue bird played well jewel lloyd is is now a what what down year for her she's just she's just going nuts right now uh, and the the internal none of the none of the three bigs opposite Elena of Maisha Shakira or or Elizabeth Williams were able to contribute much. On top of that, 
the guards for Washington, just just not enough dribble penetration type of of things to to create mismatches and get enough. Seattle's defense was able to to rein them in pretty well. Elena wasn't able to facilitate. There was just wasn't enough, right? The Seattle had it figured out, but it was still close. Good competitive series. I feel like Washington matches matched up, you know, against practically anybody else. They probably would have had more of a shot. Becky, what did you think about this series? What stood out to you? I was bummed it didn't go to three. Yeah. Personally, I, you know, I, I did have Seattle taking this series, but mm-hmm. I was surprised because like game one was pretty close. I mean, partially, I guess, you know, mystics were, were hitting a lot, but game two, even though it was close for a while, it really did feel like storm, the storm kind of, kind of. Yeah, they were in control. Yeah. Uh, it was great to see Gabby really showed out in this series. Mm-hmm. Love a good Gabby series. She's in concussion protocol right now. So I'm hoping she'll be around for next series. I, they have a little time. Yeah. With a week, um, I think she'll be okay. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I agree with your assessment that, you know, the, the perimeter players on the mystics weren't able to, to do enough on, on offense and, and just, you know, Shakira Austin kind of played like a rookie big, which she had been playing not like a rookie big all season. And then the weaknesses really jumped out. Yeah. I really wasn't able to do much with much with Tina. Yeah. At all. Tina was kind of, kind of bullying her. And then Maisha's kind of been struggling with offense all year being inconsistent and, and she wasn't able to put it together. And Elizabeth Williams, you don't sign her for her offense. Uh, So to not have anyone alongside alongside Elena Deladon to, to step up the offense. It's, it's hard when, you know, then you can just put all your pressure on Elena Deladon and, and she has to try to make plays out of the double and triple teams, which she wasn't always able to do. So it was a bummer. I was, I was, I was just really excited to see Elena Deladon back in the playoffs. And we, particularly game one, she was really playing like a superhero. So it was just a bummer that that's all we got of her, but I would have yeah. been really bummed if, the storm had lost two and that's all we got of stewing the playoffs. So, you know, it was kind of a bummer that these two had to match up. Yep. All around. That's, that's where we went with when you have five good teams, it's like, well, you get the benefit of a, of a two good teams facing each other. And then you have the detriment of two good teams facing each other in the first round. So MJ, what did you think? Same thing. I was, I was just disappointed. I thought it was going to go three. I thought it would be a little more interesting, but. I don't know. Sue Bird came out there and, and Joel Lloyd too. And they just look totally different than they did all season, especially Sue's, Sue. Like, Sue is Sue, playing like the most, she's definitely she's trying the most masterful. on defense, the most on defense that she has in, in probably several years. And then she just blatantly called them out in the game too. Like what'd she say? I think somebody was interviewing her and she's like, what do you mm-hmm. need to do? And she, she explained it just mm-hmm. <laughs> right on point and and then went out and executed it and it's just like i was like damn okay well okay <laughs> veteran definitely a savvy veteran and she's leading the team right now i just i'm looking forward to seeing what they look like without her because you know i've been talking all that smack this year about uh they they have an identity crisis at times mm-hmm. but we she looked full in control right now yep yeah it is it is going to be interesting where they go for their next point guard solution. Maybe Skyler. Who knows? Maybe. And then I'm <laughs> I'm just upset because I kind of wanted them to well, not necessarily upset, but I just wish they could have played somebody else. The Mystics could have played somebody else in the first round. Cause I yeah. I wanted to see them succeed because EDD had a really good year. 
and that whole team just looked good but then they just i don't know seattle was like well you look like the connecticut sun from last year to us so here you go yeah well i guess that's that's the downside right you can't really afford to rest your your best player for one third of the season Mm-hmm. that's what it came down to all right so looking at the non-complete series we'll we'll start with the 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 less interesting one to me at least but it's still i may i think it's still the one that's probably i feel most likely might be an upset which is uh dallas versus connecticut and i want to talk about game two D- game one was you know uh, that's that's what you might kind of expect based on a the, wash <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was just yeah, Connecticut just just handled it. It was but Dallas is kind of is the most bipolar team right <laughs> in, in the playoffs. There's bad Dallas and there's good Dallas. We saw bad Dallas in game one. We saw a great Dallas in game two. They I think Connecticut, I don't know what the hell happened with Connecticut and their defense was just unable to compensate at all. But at the same time, man. Dallas looked like they were just in control. They weren't hitting lucky shots or anything. They were they were running what they wanted to. The play, plays looked good, and they got the shots they wanted, and they got the that was the result. You know, up until they they went and took out their starters, and all of a sudden everything started to fall apart for them. But they they still they it was no accident that they were up by thirty the way that they were they were running their offense, and we got to see bad Connecticut offense in that mm-hmm. game. And we're going to see that. That's going to happen because that's what happens sometimes with yeah. this this offense. But the defense, I don't know what the deal was, why they were having such a hard time re- reacting to what Dallas was doing with their offense for the first three and a half quarters or whatever. There was a Marina Mabry designed post-up. She got Courtney, Courtney Williams inside. And she was calling for the ball and everything. They gave it to her and she scored easily on her. And it was like a, a Mabry post-up. How... They they planned that <laughs> and it worked. It was crazy. Uh, just yeah, just like the way they nobody was beating them that day. The way that their offense was going, uh, unless somebody was able to to make more of the comeback than, than Connecticut did. So that that was kind of exciting. I'm really looking forward to Game Three. Just to are we going to get bad Connecticut? Are we going to get good Connecticut? Are we going to get bad Dallas or good Dallas? I want to know. I would probably if I had to bet, put money on it, I would put put money on Connecticut just because I think Kurt will find a way to come up with an adjustment but at the same time it's more intriguing than the other series in terms of that what do you guys think becky yeah i didn't end up watching the game one just because of timing and by the time i got to it it was a blowout so i was like whatever but game two was super fun i agree that uh, dallas came out looking like an incredible team i didn't see what was going wrong in game one but the fact that vicky moved Tierra to the bench and Izzy up in the starting lineup mm-hmm. really seemed to work out well and Tierra against Brianna Jones ended up being a good matchup for her and so I was I I feel like I've been a kind of a a, a doubter on Vicky Johnson so I definitely want to yeah let's call uh, her out she had one good game she had, a, she had a really good game and I I actually watched some of the press conference and she looked hype and I was I was excited that she was able to be like yeah we we did that and it, the Dallas definitely benefited from the the refs were not calling a lot and that tends to benefit the scrappy defensive team you could see John Cole Jones getting pretty frustrated I like I remember one time she got called for kind of a ticky tacky foul and was just like complaining like how how did how was that called of all the things that have happened here today you call that thing on me so certainly a let them play style of referee can benefit the wings and how they defend I was really impressed with Veronica Burden yes she was a player that 
you know, sometimes when you watch plays, you just kind of like, we're just going to watch this player and see what they do. She was so fun to watch on defense because she was just everywhere. You could always see that she was watching for where the ball was, getting in the way, double teaming, running back. Like she was just so locked in on defense. It was really fun to watch. And she was really making them <laughs> frustrated, which is impressive. Yeah, uh, she's, she's, like she's really improved over the, the latter portion of the season as well. Uh, and then to like have her... Sorry, yeah, and then to have her kind of ice that game with a three, which it's, you know, she's on the court for defense was really fun to right. see too, to have the rookie kind of kind of close out that game. So it was a fun one. I'm, I'm excited to see, see what happens on Wednesday. You never know. They could pull it out. You never know. All right. How's, tell us about your ex, MJ. She looks so good, man. She got on that. <laughs> <laughs> not no, having second man. thoughts are you <laughs> yeah i am I'm oh already, i'm already wow a, i am well, so sorry indiana fever i'm so I'm, sorry you know you know i'm sending that you know that that 3 p.m text not the late hey, night text. You, you up i'm trying to be respectful <laughs> trying to be respectful like hey how you been but man what what really impressed me was their defense like they had like sequences where it just seemed like they would score get the ball, score, get the ball, score, like, and and I'm talking about steals, like, and just ran the score up. Mm-hmm. And then I think not having uh, Arike and Satu out there, it makes it where you just, you can't really game plan against them. Yeah, you can say, okay, they're going to play through Alicia. All right, sure. But not really, because she'll put her foot on the gas, but then she'll take it off. And then everybody else will just start stepping up. Cause like for a minute, Marina was stepping up. Then Kayla will come in and she's doing her thing. Izzy was doing her. It's just, it's like, you know, Veronica was doing her thing, especially that three that she did make out one there by thing herself. About Marina, one thing about Marina, I don't know how much is reflected in the numbers, but the way that she played in that game too, not, not like her usual, you know, mm-hmm. balls out. I'm going to shoot aggressive. Yeah. She played really in control. Yes. And I thought she played really, really super well. Like she, she weird. molded herself to the way that the team was playing. The, the whole team did that. It's yeah. Like, like they looked totally different. Yeah. Like I don't, I didn't know what I was watching. I'm looking like, wait, what? And then we are what? Oh, wait, what? Okay. Mm-hmm. But I did get disappointed at the end because I think they let their foot off the gas for them too. Cause what did they bring it back within like 13 or yeah, 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 something that? like that. Was it like eight, something like that. No, I'm I think, like, the, okay. I think the closest they got was like 11 okay so yeah and i'm just like okay y'all y'all got sloppy after y'all got comfortable like don't get Mm. comfortable do not get comfortable man Miller also figured that he had an advantage and figured out he had an advantage inside and started exploiting it Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah but i i was impressed i really was yeah uh really exciting that was probably the best game that they've played all year Uh, what a time to do it (laughs) when they absolutely needed to do it they got to do it again or it's a wrap yep that's true true they're gonna get the shot at home very exciting all right final series chicago sky versus the new york liberty Uh first game (laughs) outstanding fun game i don't think i I think that the things that chicago the reasons that they lost were just like these little things during the game that they didn't do that they normally did that allowed new york to stay close and then there was that final 13 straight points to close the game started off with the the over the head marina pass which everybody lost their minds over yeah and it just didn't seem to me like okay it was like oh okay all right well you got caught 
in one game, Chicago. That that's going to happen. And then the next game, they the just, Bulldogs. They yeah, they were out. mad. They came. They were angry. <laughs> they came out and they just absolutely destroyed them and didn't let up and and let them know which one's the better team. Becky, let me ask you: on a scale of one to ten, are how concerned are you? Oh, you know, I get very anxious. I'm That's very true. Concerned. So yeah, we're going to take that into account with the, these numbers. I was thinking about her. Built in, built in qualifiers. <laughs> like, I wonder how Becky really feeling on the inside right now, because yeah. <laughs> this I, is a shocker. <laughs> if we lose on Tuesday, I may not show up to the podcast. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> well, you'll have, you'll have a six days I'll to have, recover. <laughs> I'll have some time to recover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's going to no, cry lost, If we had lost on Saturday. That would have been might have might have been too close. So you might have just gotten uh, an away message. We like um, uh, Becky's not here. Becky's out of office. <laughs> I I called the personal and, matter. <laughs> I called and her girlfriend told me she was sobbing in the bathroom. <laughs> oh. It'll be like, wait a minute, snap! Did you get the video? It's it's Becky crying in the car <laughs> with a Chicago jersey on. Oh my Wipe god. <laughs> the police I mean, are telling her to get out of the parking lot. It's been three days. Come on. <laughs> She's curled up in a ball in a fetal position in the car in a passenger seat at that. I don't even have a car, so that's it's really concerning. Yeah. Yeah. Car Who, whose car is this? <laughs> whose car is she in? Becky has turned to a life of crime, ladies and gentlemen. She, she just broke in through the back seat and started sobbing. And... <laughs> Give me your car. I need to cry. I was really worried for you. I'm like, ooh, we, especially during that that run. I'm like, oh no, what is what's Becky feeling like right now? Yeah, it's rough. I didn't even I didn't see the Marine pass because when I get really anxious, I just don't watch the game even when oh, I'm no. sitting there. So I just look in the opposite direction. Oh wow. <laughs> so I didn't see it in person, even though it was literally right in front of me because I was anxious. I I feel like obviously, as we showed on Saturday, we are the better team. That was a hilariously fun game to watch. It was just wall to wall down I am yeah nobody little... was beating you that day <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i am getting a little nervous about the sky's three-point shooting i mean i mm. think that was a factor in game one that we just weren't hitting good looks and even in this shellacking we still only were like 28 percent from three and so i hope maybe we're just getting the the bad <laughs> misses out <laughs> of our system and the aces get all the good makes out of their system and maybe we'll even up later yeah there was a, b- a bit during that game where it was like okay guys save some for round two okay geez <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> stop <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you know i'm still nervous about you know the liberty's a team that can have a hot shooting night you know like sabrina has games where she hits seven of eight from three and that can be difficult to deal with so i'm still a little nervous i i believe we are the better team but i that doesn't mean the better better team, team doesn't always win night. it's true yeah. yeah so so the sky yeah pretty average three-point shooting team during the regular season kind of surprising 34.5 percent for them given the number given the level of talent but i think the level of talent is is obviously capable of of hitting more although you know you think about it right so I, I don't, I didn't look at Quigley's final numbers. I know she had kind of an off season for her. I'll probably try and dig those up as we continue to talk. Yeah, but. it started out slow, but it, they came around. Candace's are a little down. Sloot's mm-hmm. like never an amazing, I think Sloot's more like a 33%. 33. Yeah, something like that, right. She okay. can make them and, and keep you honest, but at the same time, 
it's, surprisingly uh, it's been Casey. 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 Oh, cover. Like who? Casey. (laughs) (laughs) She's got like a zillion nicknames, man. You don't need to add anymore. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But it's like Emma Mieseman has not been taking many threes, and given her kind of 2019 playoffs, like you think of her as like she could really go lights out. Mm -hmm. She has not had a confident shot. Julie's been very hesitant to take the three, even though she was hitting them at a pretty good clip. She's Um, been hesitant to shoot, like in general. It seems. Yeah. 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 I did see. So this is. It was my exciting moment. We went and got pizza after Saturday's game. And I was there with my dad and some of my friends and the kind of team Belgian contingent came into the pizza place. like kind of one at a time, just as things wrapped up. And I said like, great game to each one of them. And then our whole table just clapped for them <laughs> as they came in. It you need to learn exciting. to say that in Belgian. Wait, so what? You can like Oh yeah. yeah, no, I don't know how to say Belgian. Yeah. yeah, you learn that and learn some Chinese because for Liuru, you can well, tell her great game. Gone. <laughs> oh well, darn it. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell it to Han if I see her. <laughs> Message her on Weibo. <laughs> 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 um, all right, yeah, I, I, I'm, I, I will just say like a two if I was a Chicago fan, but I don't, I don't want to put myself in that position and, and degrade what anybody else is feeling i can understand if you're feeling anxious and nervous i think i would too if it was my team but you are the better team and just if you go out play that defense play that with that defensive intensity that you played with in game two and it's it's going to be really tough for the liberty to get around that it'll be a wrap yeah chicago's winning because they're they're going to come out again the dogs will come out again and whip that ass and yeah yeah. (laughs) because that was a whooping uh it was definitely all right, just uh, one was little. Was technically look ahead. a historic whooping. <laughs> yeah, historic whooping. Yeah, yeah, it was. The, the, it was. the biggest whooping the in big, yep. playoff history. Mm-hmm. It's all true. Which was previously held by the Sky against the Phoenix Mercury in the finals. In the year. finals last year, yep, thirty-six just, points. Just some stats for you. Oh, they woke There's up final Sky. Oh no. Oh yeah. no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. no! 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 <laughs> and it got beaten twice in one day. <laughs> crazy times Man. all right moving on just looking ahead to next round we got the aces versus the sparks this is it's going to be a good one both teams really good both teams playing really well wait no, no not the sparks not the sparks sparks the what storm. am i saying the storm jesus yeah not the sparks then we would be talking about lexi brown but we're not going to talk yes. about lexi brown right now so <laughs> i'm sorry just, just look at you, you slipped up and it's, got her I in know, here I you did. got her damn in it. here damn it <laughs> wasn't gonna mention her name all What's right. up, Lexi? <laughs> uh, the Storm. I don't know what is with me today. I'm, I'm just getting everything wrong. But good series. Both teams playing extremely well right now. This is where we, I mea culpa a bit on, on Tina Charles. She has really, really improved their offense. She was, it was exactly what they needed. They needed that third score with the way that Jewel Lloyd was kind of off for most of this year. So they needed somebody else to take the pressure off. And that worked. And that I'm not I'm not gonna go look up the numbers, but net rating, that start the new starting lineup is basically taken taken off where the old starting lineup with Ezzy did. So and yeah, she's the defense really hasn't like dropped all that much. It's overall been a very, very much more positive thing for them. As an Aces fan, I am I don't want to I'm definitely not downplaying the storm. Any either one, either team could win this series, and I don't think it would be a particular surprise. I don't think there are any upsets here. They're both really good, but I am happier that it is the Storm than it is the Mystics, just because they have 
defensive holes that the the aces can go off against. Whoever's super discarding is has a good chance to have a really good day. Tina Charles, neither Tina nor Ezzy Magbogor have been particularly effective against defending Asia Wilson. She's she's gone off against the storm a lot. So I'm really, really happy about that. In terms of that, whether we can stop them is another story. This may just be a huge guns, pew, 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 both ends. And we're going to have to kind of see who comes out on top. Seattle is scary with Brianna over the past, since 2018, they're 18 and two in the playoffs, which seems ridiculous. And both of those two losses were in one series against the Phoenix Mercury in 2018. Other than that, they've been perfect. They swept the, the Washington Mystics in the finals in 2018. In 2020, they ran the table, no losses throughout that. Uh, 2021, they didn't have Brianna Stewart, so it doesn't count. <laughs> and they they swept the Mystics this year. So yeah, that's what we're up against is you have Brianna, you can never count her out. She's the best player in the game, for in my opinion. So I'm scared, but at the same time, I'm also excited. We've had uh, some how, success against them. How soon do they call, do they declare the MVP? I don't know. This might be the series that. Well, no, it's voted them. on. It's voted on at the end of the regular season. So the votes are already. Oh, in. okay. Okay. Yeah. Playoffs don't count for anything in that regard. Other than for UConn fans or South Carolina fans to go, mew, 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 we won the series. Mew, 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 mew. So you didn't deserve the MVP. <laughs> Just mute mute everybody <laughs> people are wild about this mvp debate because like I, I i think they both have very strong cases and people yeah, are the, just like they're both great stop <laughs> please stop it's ridiculous and they're both like you know they both really like each other in terms of they're, they're both really chummy with each other even if they don't like hang out or whatever so you know don't be like that <sighs> anyway what are your thoughts on this becky on the this upcoming series yeah, I mean, the the Aces took the season. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I do think the Storm have a little bit of an uphill battle. Definitely worried about Sue Bird on defense. Can't hide her at, you know, guarding Jackie Young anymore. <laughs> Jackie mm-hmm. Young is no longer the place where you can hide <laughs> uh, your bad defenders on the perimeter. It's so um, nice. <laughs> which is very nice for you. Yes. Um, she wants to try guarding Kia guarding Stokes. We'll, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> just do that and dare Kia Stokes to go at her every, every time. Kia's, Kia's getting, yeah. in, she's getting yeah. up there, man. She's scoring points now. Mm-hmm. Not a whole lot, but, you know, seven, eight, nine points. She had 13 in game one. Come on. You woke her up. I did. Kia, our Kia hive in our little corner of the arena. I'm hoping, I know both Kia and Eliana Rupair went down in that latest game, but it sounds like they're expected. Yeah, Becky said that they, they'll be fine. They'll okay, have the week. Good. I was, I was so. worried about it. You hate in a blowout like that for, you know, something. I was, down. I was not happy, but yeah. at the same time, like, ugh. yeah, it wasn't for, you know, Becky Hammond putting in a lot of repair too much. It was just things. Right. You know, I, I do think the Storm have looked really good of late. Their offense have been have been really just like guns blazing out there. Having Gabby actually contributing to the offense really adds a layer. And and I do think Tina Charles has been a great addition. And you see them not being afraid to switch up 
whether it's Tina or Ezzy playing based on the matchup or based on what's working. Yeah, the, the, Noel went to Ezzy in game two. two. Yeah. yeah. And it's, I, you know, it's good that there's not this some ego thing that Tina has to play a certain number of minutes in the playoffs. Like she goes based on what's working. And mm. to have that kind of versatility of a really offensively strong big versus a defensively strong big adds a lot to that team, I think. Yep. Really hope Gabby's able to play. I didn't see the concussion. I didn't, I was watching that game and they just announced it and I haven't gone back to look for it because I don't want to see it if we, if it's on TV, but I'm hoping she'll be out of protocol by then because missing Gabby Williams, who's, you know, one of your best defenders, it could be a big problem because Steph Talbot is, is not going to be able to keep up. She's been kind of a, not that Steph Talbot's terrible at defense, but she is prone to <laughs> putting herself in a little bit of an embarrassing highlight reel from time to time. <laughs> So who, who, who are you whispering that information to? <laughs> <laughs> she was like, yeah, well, yeah, she's not going to be able to. <laughs> I don't mean to be rude. I think Steph Talbot's great. I just think she's a downgrade from Gabby Williams in terms yeah, of. Yeah, definitely. So. Yeah, Gabby's really coming out the way that she's, she's integrated herself. I'm, I'm scanning Twitter just to see if there's been any update, but I don't see anything as of yet. But hopefully she's okay. I want her, I want both teams to be healthy and go at it at, at full strength. At least I don't know if Dirka is going to be able to make it for this upcoming series. But knock on wood. I hope she's able to. Anyway, moving on. Next segment. Or wait, MJ, did you have any thoughts about Aces Storm? I actually think the Storm are in position to surprise the Aces. I think it's going to depend on coaching and Sue Bird being basically a coach on the floor, at least from what but I've seen from her in this series. Mm -hmm. But if they can stop the Aces shooting somehow, some way, or if the Aces just go flat, like suddenly, and have to like grind and get it out the mud and dig in and kind of just go inside and be all methodical and all of that, I think, where am I about to say Chicago from? I think that uh, the Storm could win, actually. Yeah, I don't, I, wanna, like I don't, so, wanna I, I don't see, I don't see any upset anything, here but, at all, period. I mean, I, I don't, team. but I, I think it's possible. I think it's very yeah. possible. Because... No, I'm saying I don't see I don't see either team winning as an upset per se. Oh, that's, my, oh, that's okay. what I'm saying. Yeah. Both of both of them are good. I felt this way about like all of the top five in, in some respects. Maybe Connecticut felt a little odd to me as a, I would be a bit surprised if they went all the way. But Chicago, Washington, Seattle and Las Vegas, none of those are would be surprise champions to me. Yeah. Well, now Washington would because they're gone. Yeah, but I, I just, I don't know what I've seen from Sue Bird in this series and just Jewel Lloyd waking up like, yeah, I, mm. I, I think they can go. I just want to see basically, what was it, August 14th, that game? Yep. Yeah. Hopefully that's the series. Like, that's it. you know, it doesn't then, matter who wins, but I think, the, you know, I'm, I'm in favor of the Aces because Asia cried last year. But anyway, I just, that's what I want to see. I just want to see back and forth, back and forth, back, yep. back and forth, like have me at the edge of my seat. Yeah, I think one or two games are going to come down to shooting luck, and that may decide everything. So we'll see how it goes. Looking forward to it. It's best of five it. now, it's right? very exciting. Best of five. Yeah. We're yeah, going to have to play on, play on the road floor for the first time. That's going to be fun. All right. All right, moving on. Next segment we got, emptying the bench. We are going to, because all the cool kids and a lot of the uncool kids are doing it, picking out your end of the season awards. We thought this was the best week to do that for us. Not everybody is going to have an opinion on every award. It's okay. It's totally fine. But we're just going to we're going to go through them. All right. Okay, starting with MVP. I think everybody has it coming down to two players. 
in Brianna Stewart, Asia Wilson. MJ, who is your choice? It's, it's kind of tough because I dug in a little deeper. Mm-hmm. I looked at like wind shares, defensive efficiency, things of that nature. And they're like, they're going tit for tat across categories. Mm-hmm. So I was leaning Aja because she is the defense on the aces. Like if you remove her, it's, it's what you say, it's a tire fire. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I don't know, but, but after looking at everything and doing a little bit of homework, I wouldn't mind it being co-MVPs. I wouldn't mind that. Okay, but that's a cop out though. You have to pick them. They'll they'll probably <laughs> they'll probably break it down record wise at the end of the day. If they're going based off what I'm what I was feeling, because Seattle placed what third? Right? A fourth. Fourth. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Aja. But I, Brianna's been great. Like for just based upon what I've been saying all year, like identity crisis, they have the potential to have identity crisis, just basing them off last year and then contrasting and comparing to last year, like mm-hmm. it's been night and day. So and, and it's been definitely on her back because Sue Bird kind of, you know, she's getting up there in age. So, of course, she's going to, you know, she's allowed to slip, but she still has her grip on the game as far as being a floor general and whatnot. And Jewel has been here and there over the course of the season, but Brianna has been steady the whole way. So, especially with Gabby coming to the team and then Tina Charles just coming out of nowhere and to still be a top four, like, you know, that says a lot because it's a, a lot of teams that have had that roster turnover. They, they're like, what, six through 10. So yep. yeah, I got to give her some props for that. Definitely. And Asia and, and the Aces, they've, they've been pretty healthy for the most part. Right. I mean, who's been out? Yeah. We only Derek missed Jackie for early? one game and, and uh, yeah, Derek has been, Derek has uh, missed like four games or so, Yeah, but we've been but, generally pretty healthy. I think Chelsea just missed one game for personal reasons. Jackie missed one yeah. game because she well, got Raquana. hurt. Yeah. Raquana early on. Right. Yeah. True. But it wasn't, it wasn't that impactful. Like it's mm-hmm. been for Seattle. So, yep. you know, I'll, I'll lean Asia, but I wouldn't mind co-MVPs because they're, they're like dominating different categories. I think that would make, make both fa- fan bases mad, and therefore I'm, I'm in favor of it. <laughs> <laughs> Becky, who, who do you got? I've been kind of leading Asia most of the season. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of think, though, it seems like one's going to get MVP and one's going to get Depoy. Like, I feel like yeah, that's highly the, likely. Voters like to do that. Yeah, yes. just because yep. it feels... You know, even though you could probably both could earn either award, it feels like if if Asia got both, it'd be like, how do you not recognize Brianna right. and if vice versa? And if we're doing that, then I might give Stewie MVP and Asia Depoy. There's been a lot of talk about who has more help. And the reality is both of them have a lot of freaking help because they've got really, yep. really talented teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, but arguably Asia has more help on offense and Stewie has more help on defense. So that's the that's fair that's how i'm I'm just that's what i'm saying because it's hard decision (laughs) some justification and they're dominating both of those categories too like both of them uh i've yeah i've gone back and forth on this trying to trying to separate them and looking at my favorite thing to look at which is per possession numbers i love looking at per possession numbers just because it takes a little bit of the like pacing out of the game and this is going to come up a bit later in in my all WNBA pick. And Brianna is a hair ahead in, I think if you look at overall production, she's the higher scorer, 27 points per 75 to Asia's 24.2. True shooting, 
is 10 points better. We're like This is like nothing. Seven points better in true shooting percentage for Brianna. More assists, more steals, fewer rebounds, of course, because Asia is more of the, that post player and Asia has more blocks. But if you, I think if you pull it all together, I think Brianna is a little bit more impressive in those individual numbers. Now we're just talking about numbers necessarily and kind of not looking so much at context. And the way that Asia has adjusted her game for the offensive talent that she has, has been, has been pretty great. She's taken on a less of a, I must be the one to score role and just kind of doing what she needs to do when everybody else is, is going nuts a bit where the difference it really made for me was on the defensive end and both are great, but I think number one has been the overall team defense where Seattle has been pretty good and the aces at time have looked like total crap. It's really hard for me to give Asia the defensive player of the year on this team, given the way that they've looked at defense at points. I know it's not all her fault. It's, it's mostly been guard penetration. That's been the thing, but at the same time, I just, I don't, it's like, if you're, if you're defensively less effective because somebody else is bad, that still counts. If you can't, you can't make up that difference. It still counts. And on top of that, Brianna is, has been really, really great. I think there are other contenders for DPOY that, that deserve a little more consideration outside of these two. Just Alyssa Thomas guards four Mm -hmm. positions. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Fantastically. She deserves a lot of credit for the year that she's had. But I think Brianna deserves that. She's, she's just the way that she's played. The way she plays defense, she's just phenomenal as it is. She does guards out to the perimeter, protects the rim, all this stuff. I know she has a lot of help. I know Gabby Williams, having Gabby Williams out there, and Jill Lloyd's a pretty good defender. And she had Ezzy, who, who, if she had played more minutes, would probably make an all-defense team. But I think she's the DPOY. And given that they're st- so statistically close on offense, she is also my MVP. So can we have a little fun? Uh-huh, go for it. Okay, so if you swap them, yeah. what what is the result? Oh, I don't know. I think that I think that the aces would be a bit better defensively, though. That's the one thing I'm sure of. That would be very interesting. I get well, okay, because you're doing with like Asia. I don't know that Asia is most effective playing opposite Tina Charles. So it's hard to say. These somebody's kind of losing out there a little bit. I think Asia's numbers would go down on the on the Seattle team because she just she's not going to have the space that she had on with that she's had with Las Vegas to do what she's right. done. So I think that's a favor if if I were looking at it from that perspective I'd probably I'd probably be in favor of Brianna more because she's more versatile and she can fit in with more different kinds of offense. Yeah, that would be like a lights out shootout fest yeah. if she was on the aces. <laughs> yeah, and the way that the way that Brianna uses, I mean, Asia's become a terrific passer. That's like one of the biggest things that she's improved from since her rookie year. But Brianna is like no slouch in that area, the way she uses her teammates. So, so yeah, that's where I'm at. I, I, have, I know people don't, they like to split the vote. I don't see a reason to split the vote. I think Brianna deserves the MVP and deserves the defensive player of the year. Well, that's what we got for those two. Well spoken. Rookie of the year. Anybody have any argument against Ryan Howard? They already called it. Oh, okay. No. (laughs) No, We're calling it. This is ours. This is our awards. Okay. Shout out to Nalissa Smith, though. Shout out to, yeah, Shakira Austin, uh, Nalissa Smith. 
all of them had had great seasons but yeah it's just ryan looks like a generational player and good for her so yeah. she really invigorated this atlanta defense team atlanta dream team coach of the year is is obvious is you think it's obvious uh, yeah i think so what i don't you know MJ? It was obvious. Why Becky say something? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it's my obvious, core. so I'm curious. <laughs> she shook my core. She said obvious. Yeah, I want to know. I want to know who the obvious pick is. <laughs> Becky Hammond? No. No? No. I mean, okay, okay. For the love, I do have Sandy Brundello and Vanessa Nygaard <laughs> on my list. That's just me. What? <laughs> Because their team, because of what they were able to do to get their team, but to the Vanessa playoffs. pissed off all of her stars. <laughs> Pick Vanessa Nygaard. Vanessa Nygaard potentially lost them Skylar Diggins Smith. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, That's not yeah. a good coaching year. Yeah, she's like the I mean, anti coach of the year. <laughs> but they, well, okay, yeah. That's, right, I, I thought I you were going to say, I didn't factor um, that in. I factor I think, okay, in. So for, you thought I was going to say Vicki Johnson. Yeah, that, no, not Vicki Johnson. <laughs> she's losing her stars too. Or like they were I too, think it's Tanisha Wright. I, you know what? I think I agree with you. Listen, they didn't make okay. the playoffs, but their Last record year. improved improved Immensely. significantly. Yeah, okay. and there was no other team like that with that didn't have some other, you know, like the Mystics' record improved. But yeah, that's going to happen when Elena Delton, Misha Clark come back. I guess you know James Wade improved his record, but everyone knew that last year's record didn't reflect the you know the quality of the team. Yep. I think Tanisha was the one that that really showed the most strides in what she did with her team. Though you know, Vicky Johnson did bring the record up. So here's 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 one thing because this is it seems like everybody does that they they just pick the team that improved the most, and say yeah it's the coach the coach must be responsible for it, and it, no I'm not this is no diss against Vicky or uh, Tanisha Wright who who the, ver something you verifiably look at is the way that they play defense and I think that is where the coach has the biggest impact is finding a rotation making sure everybody's happy and getting them to play getting people to buy in and play defense. Uh, as Cheryl Reeve said, she she used those exact words. She was not able to get her team to buy in. And that's why the defense cratered. Tanisha got them to buy in. Playing defense is hard and it's thankless. And you don't get as, all the cool stats and all of that stuff. Getting your team to buy in is great. And that is my only complaint against Becky as a candidate. I think she revolutionized the offense. She's a fantastic, amazing offensive coach. She did not get this team to buy in and play defense on a consistent basis. They're capable of it. I know they are. Bill got them to do it every year he was here. That it did not happen this year. And that's the my 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 only quibble against a Becky Hammond candidacy is that they just didn't play defense. There is one name I don't hear anybody talking about. And I think he's kind of on the it's kind of on the outs right now from from Twitter. Not, not the media, because he has a whole bunch of friends in the media. <laughs> but I think Kurt did a good job this year. Just from the standpoint, I know the team didn't improve a whole lot, but they did finish highest in net rating. They were without Jasmine Thomas, basically, essentially all year. They didn't really have a backup point guard that they trusted to carry that load. They had to move, shift Alyssa Thomas around and make sure, make use of three four front court players who are basically you know 80 percent of all their good players right there and kept a minute i wouldn't vote for him anyway i think i think tanisha deserves it but i just wanted to throw that name out there because i i didn't hear haven't heard anybody else saying it if he's done something wrong this year coaching wise i don't know what it is but i think he i think he did the, did as good as well as he could given the the, the current lineup so 
just want to throw that out there. Executive of the Year has been awarded. It went to James Wade. This to me is a no-brainer. I don't I don't see any other candidates for this. You stole Emma Mieseman as a free agent, which seems absolutely unfair. And then they waited and had already decided Rebecca Gardner deserved a rotation spot. Didn't even get to see her in training cap. And she showed up. And when you're right, that right about something, man, you're the executive of the year. That's it. Traded a diamond and and for Julie Aleman, got a first round pick back. Executive of the year three times over. It's it's a lock. Great job. Most improved. This is This is going to be an interesting one. And it really kind of depends on how you what you feel most improved should be uh, but if did did anybody have any thoughts on this yeah but i might get shot down no, go ahead go ahead go ahead <laughs> that's what we do okay i'm i'm gonna go backwards okay Brittany sykes that's a fair choice i also have alicia and chelsea gray as like runner-ups Okay. But the two that I was choosing between was Brittany Sykes and Kelsey Plum. Okay. And Kelsey, for obvious reasons, her scoring average went up like what, like eight or 10 points, something like Yeah. Like uh, it was mostly something. her her minutes. Her minutes are what really increased and her like scoring usage and everything. Yeah. Kind of stayed the same. But the fact that she was able to Be stay efficient. at that efficiency, even, even with increased minutes, I think, it, I think it does count for something. Yeah. Yeah, so those are those are my top two. And I'll probably lean more, I guess, Brittany Sykes. She carried what she could of LA. So what about you, Becky? Did you have any thoughts on this or no? Well, I do feel like Brittany Sykes should get just some sort of recognition for what she did in LA this year and what she mm. went through. I think it's Jackie Young. I think she's it's kind of been the person that's been slotted in all year. And just the conversation we've just had that she went from someone where you could just hide your worst defensive player on to someone that you had to, you have to guard and you have to deal with her offensive scoring on three levels. She's really changed her game from, you know, she's been a starter, but now she is an all-star starter and really just like, it's been incredible the switch yeah. from last year to this year. So I, I think she's been kind of the no brainer one all year. Her numbers have, have gone down a little bit since her really, really strong start, but I still think she's got, she's got the best case. Yeah, I, I think that's my choice, but I wanted to bring up somebody, again, I have somebody who nobody has really been talking about and may feel weird uh -oh, to have her roll. in this conversation. Drum roll. How about Sabrina? Or is that just, you don't like second year to third year and you don't really consider that? consider that because it's it's also almost just a sophomore jump because she basically didn't yeah. play her first year That's and fair. I don't like I don't like awarding it to the sophomore jump and I also don't like awarding it to the extra minute players so I I get the argument but I yeah. I just I feel like players are going to make a jump between rookie and sophomore yeah jump. the you 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 won me over with the she didn't really play her first year so this is basically her improvement between her first and second year I agree with that I just, I was just like noticing it. I was like looking at differences between this year and last year. And it's like, she probably made the biggest jump between this year and last year, but I also see like most improved is not for the the sophomore jump. I, I tend to agree with you. I do think it's Jackie. I think just the change in her game has been phenomenal. I, I prefer the, the change of somebody jumping to a all-star caliber level rather than the player who sucked and is now decent like you might make that case for just Shepard 
which is great. Big, big leap for her over everything she's done, although she's been so injured that we never really got to see what she has done before. She turned out to be a good player. Moriah Jefferson is another one who I think deserves a little consideration. Nice. Yeah, she's when you put the ball in her hand, wow, wow, look what she can do, huh? Pretty amazing. But yeah, I do I do think it's Jackie. I think jumping to that level and Alicia Gray is also another really good one to talk about in that regard is that um uh, is is that she is was able to generate more of her own shot and that has made her a much better player. But I think Jackie's has been just a little bit stronger. I think she's been the better player overall this year and has has at times like been the offensive plug keeping us in game just basically doing it with her own shot creation pretty nice and taking taking free three pointers and making them at a really nice clip uh i will take that any day so i agree with that comeback player of the year uh we talked about this a little bit before the pod and and becky you had diamond to shields um i totally get it but there's one thing that just kind of is really interesting about this is that you know technically she came back from her from her ailment or whatever you want to call it, the the condition, terrible condition that she was in last year. I know technically, <laughs> technically she didn't come back. She this had to year. learn how to walk again. Man. But she deserves right. But we didn't award. know about it. We <laughs> didn't know award. about it. That was the thing. No, we didn't. We didn't. We didn't. <laughs> no, I, so, I get it. Yeah. I think the only other really candidate is Alyssa Thomas, who again, you know, the where it was. I get all the leg parts mixed up. But she she came back and of course she's been all WNBA caliber player after being injured all of last year. You could also um, give it to Elena Deladon. Yeah, Elena Deladon, who I was not playing and is easy. playing now, and that's big. Yeah, <laughs> I I'm, really I'm, don't care about this award. It's, it's, it's like a situational thing. It's like good for good for all of them. I don't think we need to make it this a competition though. Uh, I yeah. think the award doesn't matter, and yeah, or it doesn't like it's. Because it's just an honorary thing, I think it should go to Diamond. There you go. Because That's it's fair. just like she deserves like a celebration for what she's done. And so give her that award. Sure. Yeah. Give it to her. I'm down. Okay. Let's do it. All right. You didn't have, Becky, you didn't have all WMB first and second teams. MJ, did you come up either. with any or no? Nah. All right. Nah. I guess it's all me. So you can make fun of mine. All right. Well, we have our two MVPs on the first team, Brianna, Asia, the the player for me that I had would have third in my voting also on the team. This is positionless, but as it turns out, I had two perimeter players on both teams anyway, um, was Candace. Candace is my third player on that, on the first team. I think just beyond the stats, she is obviously so clearly involved in the way that they win and the way that their defense just revolves around her entirely. So uh, easy peasy pick for number three. And then we get to perimeter players. There, there are really three choices for this. The easiest one for me is Kelsey Plum, just uh, the main perimeter dynamo on the best offensive team in the league. Really no question. And then we come down to the two remaining, which are Sabrina and Skyler. And I was pretty clearly Skyler ahead of time on this. And then she missed two key games while they were fighting to make the playoffs. So I'm a little torn on it, but I think overall, I'm still going with her for that final spot, for that final first team spot. You know, Sabrina was probably putting up triple doubles during that time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, just there's, (laughs) I think Sabrina, Sabrina has a little bit more offensive help. Like you look at the rest of the Phoenix Mercury. Yeah, it's decimated. Just, yeah, she, and she carried them 
on her back for so much of the season. I really can't take her off the first team. There are there beyond that. I think there there are a few other spots to look at, but that you could you could make a good case for. But I'm, I'm gonna put them all on the second team and not talk about it too much. So Sabrina, second team, pretty easy. Neca, second team, pretty easy. Alyssa Thomas, second team. Fairly easy. The one area where I think I disagree with what most of other people have saying, a lot of people have Vandersloot. Vandersloot is great, but not, I don't think she served it this year. I would rank her as the best guard out of all of the rest in terms of if we were doing our like top 25 again, in terms of reliability and such. But I think Jackie Young deserves the spot on the first team. Oh, okay. I think that's wrong. Okay, fair enough. Tomato, we'll tomato, 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 tomato. We'll, we'll get to that. And then the hardest spot for me was the final spot. Uh, I have two players that uh, are very, very close. Uh-oh, I think wrong. one is better per minute, per possession, and they're miles apart on defense. And that was also what kind of led me to it. If you look, on it, if you look at these two players per possession, they're really, really close. One is a better passer. The other is a much better defender. Came down to Emma Miesemann, and I think a big surprise for everybody because I haven't seen her on any, hardly any lists, is Jonquel Jones. And Jonquel, I think, is the better per possession player and miles ahead of Emma, where Emma is on defense. Although Emma does at least some steals. She has active hands. And that helps out a lot, but she also gets torched quite a bit. I really, really went back and forth on this. And inevitably, I went with Emma because she's played 150 some odd more minutes, 250 some odd more minutes. And that became the determinant. I don't know what happened with JJ's minutes this year. I don't really get it. Maybe that's a reason not to have Kurt <laughs> as, her, as a coach of the year candidate now that i think about defensive it defensive efficiency is Don't. still high like she's still a defensive player of the year candidate if we're if we break it down oh who john quell john quell she's still yeah there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's true. I, I don't think she goes, she defends out to the, the the lengths that Brianna does, but her defensive rebounding, which people always overlook in these arguments, yeah. she's the best defensive rebounder in the game. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It just came down to they, uh, well, I thought she was better than, we're like talking 250 more minutes. That's a lot of minutes. And, yeah, and Emma play was like really the key to that whole offense. And a lot of people think she deserves, she's, she was Chicago's MVP this year. Becky, what do you think? Do you think it was Candace or do you think it was Emma? Chicago's MVP? Yeah. For I this think year. Candace. Yeah, I do too. I think Emma has fit in incredibly. She's been great. She's been absolutely great this year. But I think Candace just does so much for the team. She's just, she just does so much. Okay. And, and do you have playmaking ability in addition yeah, yeah, yeah. to like 100%. Um, One of the best passing bigs out there, period. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, so I gave her the final spot. It, it, I did. I went. I looked at this so hard this past week. <laughs> so you don't think it's Jackie? Who do you have in that final spot? Courtney Vandersloot. Okay, <laughs> fair <laughs> enough. I'm not going to argue about this. It's fine. It's fine. Courtney missed what? She missed. She missed like three games. Four games. Okay. She missed four games. Because she got a concussion. We're going to yeah, know take that, away they, first it all counts. team or, it all or counts. all WBA because she got a concussion? Come on. Yeah, it all counts. Come on. I don't know. I still, no, I think I, I still would have it as Jackie, but I can see the argument. It's fine. I'm not going to be mad if Courtney makes it ahead of Jackie on, onto the all NBA team, all WNBA team. 
So a couple of other, you know, really good candidates that are out there who didn't make it. Brianna Jones has been freaking phenomenal. She's great. Sylvia Fowles, just the the poorness of that team. Also, she missed 20% of the season. I think that's enough to say no. Yeah, I, maybe that's it, actually. <laughs> that's the only two re- I really feel deserve a spot. I know some Chicago fans feel that Kalia Copper does. I do not feel that Kalia Copper does. When you're like your team's fourth best player, you probably don't deserve a spot in the All-WMBA team, unless your team is really, really super duper duper de duper good. Okay, moving Can on. Can I say something? Can Go I say something it. about that yeah. team, though? You yeah. just took the MVP away from Aja with all the aces. It's three aces. Yeah, I did. That's why I have, Brianna is, <laughs> I have Brianna is the MVP, so I'm not, I haven't taken anything away from anybody. Uh, no, yeah, I mean, it, well, look, no, if you look at it, it's, it's also like, yeah, they have four really good players it was five until dierica like started struggling after the uh, basically after the the yeah after it was after the the break and her minutes started going down uh probably because the defense was playing like crap and becky had to do something so dierica unfortunately got to be the sacrificial lamb in that case and they had to play kia stokes more minutes to to get it back but on top of that like we didn't have a bench everybody has to be responsible for more so i don't feel bad about asia being a top two player and Kelsey being a, and, you know, being a top five player. I think that's accurate. And, and Jackie being a top 10 player, which I think she was this year is we, we were a really good team. I, I don't know 100%. We finished with the best record, but I don't think we were the best team. It was just, we didn't have a bench. We, they had to do more and they did. So anyway, all defense. I don't think anybody but me had this. And we I, already I, know three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah brianna asia, asia uh, also candace like uh, yeah, yeah. Th- they all deserve it jesus i don't have my list who, do, who else did i have yeah ariel atkins and i like that one yeah she deserved it i did not have Nic- natasha cloud first team i'm sorry natasha oh rebecca gardner first team 100 yes. percent. she was now, actually that... mm, arguably fourth on my dpoy list uh, yeah don't there kill you go. me don't kill me Wait, who were your top three? Aja, Brianna, John Quill. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Since we're running a bit long, I'll, I'll just kind of try and speed through this. So yeah. Yeah. It was those five top of the, the top ones. And then after that, I had, oh, screw it. We'll just move on. All rookie teams. I think the, the AP got it, four of them right. Obviously, uh, Ryan Howard, Shakira Austin, Melissa Smith. Rebecca Gardner, I had Queen Egbo as the fifth spot. Did anybody have anything different for that? The exact same as you. Yeah, figures. Yeah. All right. And then to our brand. Sixth yes. player of the year. Yes. Does anybody have anybody else besides Brianna Jones? I yeah. love the Brianna Jones pick. Yeah. You don't? You had the same thing, Becky? Yeah. Roll, raggy. Oh, well. Well. Okay. Who'd you got, MJ? Brianna was second for me, but she probably should be first. But I have Maureen Johans. Wait, Maureen. How many games did she play this year? She played, I want to say, 30 games. She didn't play. Started 13. I don't know. I've seen so many started and games played lists that I probably got them mixed up in my head now. But I chose her because without her, the Liberty don't make the playoffs. Well, she didn't make my list because I don't think she's been, played off the bench in enough games for me to consider her. I don't know how many it was, but it, I think she started m- most of her games. She started most of her games? I, well, I'm, I'm looking right did. now. I'm looking right now. Do it. <laughs> Damn it. 
quick. Marina quick Johansson. Yeah, that's out of nowhere. I didn't. I didn't even have her in the top five. And damn. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's just because she didn't play that many. Oh, yeah, she right. She she. Oh, fourteen. She 30, came off the 13. bench for fourteen games and started 14. ten. Yeah, I think the players I had had more of a bench. Role. A bench, you know. Yeah, they yeah, came yeah. off for more than that. All of the okay, ones that well. I did were in like the twenties and thirties in terms of games played. So, well, I'm gonna go ahead and jump on the Brianna Jones boat. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, Brianna Jones! You <laughs> are the sixth podcast of the years, sixth player of the year. Yeah, technically, it's like our MVP. So, congratulations yes, to Brianna Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Maureen, I love you though. Yeah, Marina. Uh, yeah, if I lowered it to 14, then then she cl- would clearly deserve it. But I I went for with 15 as my thing, and it's just. It's just, uh, yeah, there's a bunch of players who played a lot more off the bench than her. So that's why I'm saying that. All right. All bench team. Oh, you just uh, loaded I, today. Yeah, I know. We're, we're doing it. This is what we do. Brianna. Radio. Horse, Hanshu. Who else did I have here? Ari McDonald was really good. Rebecca Gardner. Just making all the teams. And Azure Stevens. That's my exact nice. team. Yes! Yeah. Nice. We agree. <laughs> I thought it was actually relatively straightforward. There are yeah, a couple players that are more like, like I looked at Tierra McCowan played half the games off the bench and she yep. did pretty well. I looked at Ezzy Magvigor because she's been moved to the bench, but like she started off the year. So I didn't know if she really counted, but in terms of the players are like, it was, they were a bench player and that was their role. I thought those five are yep. just did incredible this year. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And so, yeah, Tira was like 18 games off the bench and looking at the way she performed off the bench, also not as good as she was as a starter. So you kind of, if you're putting her into that category, it's probably based on her starter minutes. Uh, The ones who really know something real quick. Uh, Go for it. This is a classic case of having a group group project and still getting an A plus for me (laughs) because I didn't do all the homework. That's okay. But Jess Shepard also had a really good year off the bench, but again, only 14 games off the bench. So sorry, Jess. Looked at her too. Yeah, I wanted yeah. to give Jess Shepard something too. Like she feels like a player that she's not quite MIP. She's not quite all bench team, even though that's not a real thing. But she feels like a player that deserves some recognition for yeah. the come up yeah. this year. Good season, Jessica Shepard. Good yeah. season. <laughs> just just a, a golf clap for Jessica yeah. Shepard. Well done. Congratulations. Fantastic. <laughs> Capital job. Go ahead, go ahead. Snap oh, go ahead. What, 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 what do you got? No, I was going to say, I don't have an all bench team, but I did have runners up that might fit you guys' bench teams. Okay. And I don't know if you have a second. I did, did not do a uh, second team all bench second, team. Huh? You, you do? See, well, I do not. Ladies, I do not have that. Oh, I was about to say, ladies and gentlemen, this is a classic case of getting an A plus on your homework <laughs> in a group project. No, but I did have Raquana Williams, Tiffany Mitchell. I did have Tierra McCowan and my Hines Allen for okay. what it's worth. There you go. Fair enough. Bam. All bench team. Boom. Just four players. All bench team. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Folks, this has been the sixth pod of the year. We are in the midst of the playoffs. We're having a good time. Maybe not having a good time next week. We'll see how it goes. I hope we're all having a good time then too. And nobody is crying in the back of somebody else's car in a parking lot. Man, y'all safe. Y'all got the best teams in the league. Y'all good. We'll see. I hope so. I hope it does come down to uh, Aces versus Chicago. And I hope it is a damn good series. And, and we have it all have a good time so yeah we will see you guys next wednesday we'll see how things go up until then i hope your team is winning and you're enjoying life and if you're not i'm really really sorry but maybe you'll have a good draft pick <laughs>
So think about that. Stay positive, people. Sixth podcast of the year on behalf of Robococo, MJ Tolliver. I'm Snap Wilson. Y'all have a great week. Treat each other well. We'll see you next week. Peace out. Go Wings. Bye.